Hello everyone, I'm Dr. Michael Foley, and this is Inspire, Empower, and Enable, Life Lessons from the Dojo. Inspire, Empower, and Enable, Life Lessons from the Dojo is sponsored by the Center for Humane Living in Phoenix, Arizona, which has as its vision to inspire all people to live peaceful and compassionate lives. My goal is to incorporate ancient wisdom acquired from a lifelong study of martial arts, formal business leadership and coaching training, and my life experiences as a maternal fetal medicine physician, husband, and father of three to explore strategies for living a happy and fulfilled life. My approach is to use eclectic storytelling to help with the discovery of universal truths that may be applicable to your life. Don't believe anything I say, however. Seek to discover it all for yourself. Let's get started with today's topic. The episode for today is understanding motivation. Why is it we do the things that we do? I think most of us would believe that motivation is around carrots and sticks. It's about giving us a reward for a certain behavior or action, and we'll do more of that behavior or action. Or a stick is that if we have a loss or loss aversion, or we take something away, or we get punished for doing a certain action or behavior, that we'll do less of that behavior or action uh, if we get beat down, so to speak. Um, I think this is important to understand that uh, motivation is far more complex than that. Uh, In a book written by Daniel Pink, which I refer you to, to read, called Drive, you can find it on Amazon, it's an incredible book book that tells us about studies out there that look to motivation as a science. And they study rats and how fast they go through a maze. They study uh, industrial workers and putting labels on cans. And then they also look at people that have thoughtful, emotional, intellectual work. And they recognize that kind of the carrot and stick might work well if There's not a lot of intellectual, emotional, and relationship associated with the activity. For example, if you're working on an industrial line, putting labels on soup cans, for example, if I pay you more for putting more labels on, often I get that behavior. I'll get a few more labeled cans at the end of the day because you're paying more. However, if I approach it the same way with emotional, thoughtful, uh, relationship type of activities, the information out there suggests that perhaps I even get less of the activity that I'm desiring. For example, there are studies out there that give food to a rat to go through a maze faster and find that the rat just loved going through the maze. And as soon as you started giving it food, it actually got slower going through the maze. And in certain behaviors, like trying to get people to do certain activities Uh, that require uh, thoughtfulness and maybe in their job, um, actually got less of those desired behaviors and actions if you gave them a raise. And what the book by Daniel Pink really designed to tell us is that motivation is really around three major premises. I like to label it, just for the ease of memory, PAM, P-A-M. These are the three primary reasons as as human beings are motivated. The P is purpose. It's the why we do things. 
it's your why, it's your personal mission statement and how it aligns with what the mission statement is of the activity or the organization of the activity that you're going to be doing. What I'm suggesting is, is that if we understand why we're doing something, we're more intrinsically drawn to do it more frequently. And I think that's a great motivator for us. In fact, it makes me think about some of the more influential books and, and articles that I've read in the literature, one by Viktor Frankl in Man's Search for Meaning. And Viktor Frankl was uh, in Auschwitz, and he was in the concentration camps, and his, his colleagues were dying left and right. And as a physician, he found that the way that he was able to survive these awful conditions where others were dying was that he prevented himself from suffering. Even though he was having pain, he prevented himself from suffering. And he writes in his beautifully written uh, book, Man's Search for Meaning, that the way that he was able to prevent suffering is because he gave a purpose for his pain. And by giving a purpose for the pain, he was able to prevent suffering. It was a motivator for him, a clear why. Simon Sinek's books about start with why, they talk about why people buy things. They don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. It's a motivator. So purpose is a clear motivator. So by giving people and yourself purpose, it's the first step in getting you motivated to perform a certain activity or behavior. The second is A, and that's in the PAM acronym, autonomy. With autonomy, we imply, give me the ball. I want to feel like I can do it myself. And when you do that for someone, you actually imply that you trust them in doing so. You're not micromanaging them. You're giving them the freedom to use their strengths, to allow them to create their own magic, to make things happen, to do it your way. And that autonomy is a real motivator, both in the workplace and at home or for personal activities. You want to be able to design it and own it. And by designing it and owning it yourself, you have that autonomy to feel like you're really accomplishing something. And when you give autonomy to another person, it shows a certain level of you understand that they're sincere, they're competent and reliable to do what you're asking them to do. And therefore, they should have the ball. They should get the ball to play the game. Having autonomy as part of the motivating sequence of the three PA and then M next is a clear importance to making people feel that they're in charge of their own destiny and being able to create a certain action or activity begins with both purpose and autonomy and ownership from them. The last is of the PAM is M, and M is mastery. And mastery <clears throat> is in the sense of being able to feel like you're getting better at what you do. So there's some sort of measure around you that shows you that you're improving. It's a concept that we use in the martial arts called Kaizen, which means gradual improvement. And if we're able to gradually improve, we feel like we're accomplishing things. We feel like we're getting better. So if you're trying to help someone be motivated in a certain activity, find the opportunity to put some sort of indicators or metrics that you can actually give them feedback on how they're doing. 
the ability to feel like you're mastering a concept or a responsibility or an action or behavior will go a long way in motivating them to get to a certain position or activity. So therefore, how is it that we use PAM in the workplace, at home, with our kids, etc.? We have to find purpose, autonomy, and mastery to be able to motivate people to do activities. You see, at work, too often, our, our advisors and our counselors above us decide that they're going to motivate us by increasing our salary to do a certain behavior. They're going to give us more money to see more patients or to perform certain activities in the workplace in a way that makes them more productive and therefore we should become more productive and then we would be rewarded by that. And that reward in terms of financial remuneration would make us motivated to do the behavior. And unfortunately, it doesn't really work like that. It may work like that at first, but when we're talking about intellectual, emotional, and relationship-driven purposes that we have in our workplace, it goes beyond putting labels on cans. It goes on way beyond that because what we're really trying to do is build relationships, share emotion, allow our intellect and problem-solving to actually function in a way that we become proud of what we're doing. We want to be happy because we love what we do. We love what we do because we see purpose in it. We have it as our own and we get better at it because we are able to do it time and time again and get better at it and create and innovate around that. So as you're designing projects to create more and more of a motivator for your workforce, instead of just looking at paying them more to do a certain behavior, which you might find like the rats, <laughs> they do less of it, you might want to focus more on clearly articulating the why, the purpose for what they're doing, and then give them the ball, allow them to be autonomous and don't micromanage them, and then give them periodic checkpoints around mastery, how they're doing and how they can improve and work as a leader to remove some of the obstacles that may get in their way of their own improvement. Thank you for listening to our podcast, Inspire, Empower, and Enable, Life Lessons from the Dojo. We hope the information shared perturbs new thinking about finding fulfillment and harmony in your lives. We hope to inspire all people to live peaceful, compassionate lives. So feel free to share this podcast widely with members of your family, at work, and at school. If you find the information helpful, please subscribe so that further episodes are sent your direction. <laughs>